0: This is a journey into sound. Brought to you in living color on WTDR.
1: I'm Tony Epstein. It's the Magical Mystery Tour. Join us as we dive into the heart of things, exploring new ideas and new ways of seeing and being in this wondrous, crazy world we share together.
0: Lying on your back in the garage. You can't see a thing, except for the clear blue
2: sky. A few cotton wool clouds.
0: Higher and higher in the great dome of the sky. Filling it with sun. Higher and higher. Filling it with I'm quite mad, don't they?
2: Information in the form of energy streams in, streams in simultaneously through all of our sensory systems in the form of energy
0: our sensory systems And then it explodes into this enormous collage. Of what this present moment looks like, what it feels
1: My guest is Dr. Drayvon James. She's a transformation specialist and founder and director of Everyday Peace and the author of Freedom Is Your Birthright and the radio host of Dr. Drayvon James' Everyday Peace. She's also an actress whose career includes a recurring role on HBO's The Wire, and she's the founder of the Next Step Leadership Academy, where she helps lead women to the next level of greatness in their lives using the power of everyday peace. So welcome. Thank you, I'm excited to be here today. Today, we're gonna be talking about what you refer to as glimmers in contrast to emotional triggers to enhance mindfulness and create emotional healing. And of course, we all have unresolved emotional issues that reflexively trigger our fight-flight-freeze response to protect us from re-experiencing past trauma that we were either too young or too vulnerable to cope with at the time. So I'm really fascinated to have you explain what glimmers are and how they can help us to navigate and work with our emotional triggers.
3: Thank you. I'm excited to do that. And so
1: first, the term glimmers
3: is a term that was coined by Deb Dana. She's a licensed clinical social worker. And it refers to those small moments that prompt our bodies to feel safe, regulated, at ease. And one of my favorite terms is at peace, right? And so those are glimmers and we have them all day long. I do not care how bad our life seems to be. We do have glimmers. We are not as... In tune to them sometimes, because we are more in tune with our triggers, right? And some people are not even in tune with that. They just they don't know what makes them get into a foul or a unproductive or less than pleased mood. They don't they know they just end up there. But other people have enough self awareness to say, "Hey, this is a trigger for me," whether it be this conversation or this particular location, this smell this loud noise, how this triggers me. It makes me feel unsafe. It makes me feel unhappy. It makes me feel uh, tense and anxious. That's triggers and glimmers are the opposite. They they help us to feel safe, regulated, at ease, at peace. So we have to thank Deb, Dana for that term. And initially some of that work, I think for her pointed back to the work that was done by Dr. Stephen Frages. And he talks about the Polyvagal theory, which uh, in very, very simplistic terms, we're talking about the sympathetic nervous system being ignited during our triggers, right? That's the fight, flight, or freeze that we all are aware of with stress versus the parasympathetic nervous system being ignited. And that's the one that puts us at ease, puts us more in tune with our environment, more able to utilize all of our being and experience that sense of well being. So, glimmers we can think about is the parasympathetic nervous system being engaged. We're calm. We're at ease. We're at peace. We have ignited creativity in ourselves, And we have within our day-to-day existence opportunities that we could use these glimmers to get us to that state of being if we were more self-aware.
1: So when you first mentioned how glimmers work, you say that they happen. So How do glimmers occur? And it sounds like we can learn to cultivate them and increase their prominence in our lives to activate our parasympathetic nervous system.
3: So I like what you just said, which is all action, right? You said we we can do the work to increase something. I love that because that is a sense of control, a sense of power over how we perceive life. And so I know you and I both, and probably a lot of your listeners have heard this, our life moves in the direction of our focus. So what we most focus on is what we draw more of into our life. And so for example, if you're thinking about buying a car and you say, okay, well, I want to buy you know, a Tesla, I see a lot of those on the road. And because I was looking at Teslas. And so when I started reading about Teslas, putting my focus on Tesla, everywhere I went, I saw Teslas, right? Because again, what's happening? I'm focused on Teslas. I brought that into my consciousness, right? And so the universe if you will, conspire and say, oh my goodness, you want to focus on Teslas. So everywhere you go, you see Teslas every day. Where well, Before that, they probably were there. I just didn't notice them, right? But now because I brought that into my consciousness, I made that part of my awareness. So I see Teslas everywhere. So the same thing with our life and let's use whatever we focus on the most, right? Our life moves in the direction of our most dominant thoughts, The things that we think about are a lot. We draw more of that into our lives. And so if we are focusing on, which a lot of people do, and and I want to say that I, as a life coach, work with lots of clients. And I tell people to keep a smile journal because you are happier than what you know you're happier than what you know, even in your darkest moments. And I can give you examples from my life. And I'm sure each person here could give examples from their own life. When I smile journal with my clients, I say, you want to keep a smile journal with you? Well, just use one day, just carry this little journal with you. And i like for you to have actually a little journal that you could write in. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of my male clients like to do it on their smart device. And that. It's okay too. But whenever you catch yourself smiling, like I just smiled, just caught myself smiling when I mentioned the smile journal, right? You jot down, smiled and what the reason was you smiled, right? And at the end of the day, you want to just look back and you want to read over that before you go to bed and you'll find that these smiles came across your face involuntarily. It's just something's like, oh my gosh. So, So an example that I had, I was having a particularly bad day at work or an unwanted day. I can't say it was a bad day, who knows or bad, right? But the day didn't feel good emotionally, that's for sure. So for my lunch break, I went for a walk and I happened to walk near this water and I saw this little girl walking with these little shoes that made me think of the Wizard of Oz. They were little sparkly shoes, but when she walked, they lit up and I caught myself just smiling from ear to ear. That's a glimmer, Mm -hmm. right? There was a smile. I didn't force that smile. It just came upon my face. Some part of me Said, whoa, that feels good. That feels safe. That feels happy. I'm connected to joy. I'm connected to peace. So it was a smile journal day for me. And I jotted it down that I smiled at the sight of those little shoes. I still remember it. And it still makes me smile. Just talking to you about it, there's a smile on my face, seeing those little shoes, those little feet, just gorgeous. It just made me really happy in that moment. Was my day still, were all the things happening in my day that were happening before I saw those little shoes? Yes. But my focus was different, and those things didn't feel so heavy. In my glimmer, I had refocused myself, so things didn't feel so heavy and gloomy. I caught myself in that moment. I got to experience that calmness, that wave of safety, and that's really where we want to be. We don't want to be in this perpetual state of being Re traumatized over and over and over again, staying focused on the trigger. So we're just re triggering ourselves over and over again. We want to really give ourselves a break and allow ourselves to slip into these glimmers, into this space of calm. It's available to us. And we can, as you mentioned, cultivate it. We can become more in tune to it when we become more focused on those things that are bringing those smiles to our face.
1: So it sounds like by keeping what you call a smile journal, It helps us to recognize the things that bring a smile to our face, that do activate our parasympathetic nervous system. And then we can actually use those as a reminder to focus on these particular things that we can call glimmers. Yes. And and continually increase that practice as we discover new glimmers that apply to us. And, And of course, like anything else, each person will have their own things that trigger glimmers or create glimmers in our yes. lives.
3: Yes, yes, yes. You're saying it so perfectly. I heard something recently. And it talked about the difference between dolphin and salmon. And it said salmon swim upstream against the current, right? They take the hard way. They get where they're going, but they take the hard way, right? It's hard. It's arduous, right? Right. We're a dolphin. They say swim with the flow. They get where they're going to, but they go with the flow. And I encourage people that whatever is happening in your life, those are the facts of what's happening. It's happening. Right. And so in that moment, right, we want to stay self-aware, but we want to also be able to go with the flow. Experience what we need to experience, but control the narrative a little bit. And maybe a lot, the more you begin to practice it. Control the narrative because none of us knows what actually is good or what actually is bad. Like I had to correct myself. I said I was having a bad day. I was having a day that didn't feel good for sure. Whether or not it was truly a bad day, I don't know what the result of that day will be. What I learned from that day and how it would positively impact my life. All I know is that in that moment, it didn't feel good. So here's how I get to be a dolphin. I get to say that in this moment, I'm having this experience and maybe I can or cannot change what's happening because there are other players here as well. But I get to exist here at ease and glimmers help me to do that. Finding these moments where I actually can rest. I can rest my mind I can engage my parasympathetic nervous system, that sense of peace, that sense of well-being. I can become more creative where when I reduce the cortisol response, the stress response, that energy is automatically transmuted from you know, fight or flight or freeze into creative energy. I can become more creative almost by default in a state of ease where, gosh, I can see the solution or I can see the way out or I can see how to minimize my time in this space or bring some good out of it faster. So, glimmers help me to do that. It helps me to just live life in a more easy state, not so hard, not swimming upstream, but really going with the current.
1: So, when we become aware of, of what we're doing and where we are in the flow of things, we can, if we find ourselves struggling and swimming upstream, we can switch, we can turn around and do the dolphin thing instead of the salmon thing.
3: Yes, and isn't that great? I hope people can really get this, is that I'm not putting any pressure on you and not asking you to try to do anything to change the external situation, because you may not be able to do that. You may not, right? What I'm telling you is that you have permission to change channels, change frequencies within yourself, right? And remember, as you're doing this, as you're tuning into your glimmers, Remember, this truth is our life moves in the direction of our most dominant thought. So if you're focused on your glimmers, guess what happens? Your life moves in the direction of things that give you more peace, more calm, more safety. If on the reverse, we're focused on our triggers and we believe that if I'm focused on our triggers, and there are people who do believe this, that by being focused on my triggers, I stay on guard and you do, right? That is your constant engagement in the sympathetic nervous system being ignited. You're always feeling like the saber tooth tiger is going to get you and you have a a heightened sense of stress, right? And you're on alert, like, you know, uh, a cat, You're, you're ready to pounce and that drains your creativity. Right? You're living in this state where you're drained of your creativity because you're not in a heightened sense of creativity. The answers to whatever you're experiencing, whatever you're looking for, is inside of you for sure. But in order to tap into that, you want to change the channel, change the frequency, if you will, be focused on things that bring you peace, bring you calm, engage in your parasympathetic nervous system. Now your creativity is sparked. And with very little effort, you're able to see more of the full picture and see opportunities where you only saw obstacles.
1: So considering the world that we're living in today, you know, that's continually being reinforced by these endless news cycles and social media cycles of violence and political extremism and climate change and the ever-increasing amounts of, of all that that seems to be occurring in the world around us, you must have clients, people who are saying, I'm just overwhelmed by all of this. I can't find glimmers a lot of yeah. the time. So how, how do you deal with that in yourself, in, in your worst moments? And how do you help your clients when they come to you in that way?
3: Oh, I love this question. I absolutely love it because you're right. When we're at the height of being triggered, overwhelmed, and just, oh, everything's so heavy, it's hard. If I were to tell you to find gratitude in the thick of your storm, it's like, I don't know. What do you mean? I'm not grateful for anything, right? That's why I don't wait for the storm. I don't wait for you to be at the height, right? And this is a practice, and I'll give it to you now because I I hope that someone utilizes, I know it's been very helpful in my life and it's been very helpful with the clients that I work with, but I do what I call active gratitude practice every day without fail, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And that is the first thing when I wake up in the morning, before my feet even hit the floor from my nightstand, I pull out an index card and a writing utensil and I write six things on one side of the card. I write three things that I'm grateful for that happened yesterday. Right. And it must be yesterday, can't be two days ago. Yesterday. Just three things that I was grateful for that happened yesterday. Then I flip that card over. I remember I haven't gotten out the bed yet. And I write down three things that I'm grateful for that are going to happen today. Right. So that's what I call my intention. Right. It's, you know, what I intend to happen today. And it could be anything. It could be I'm grateful for I'm going to be on time, caught up in two steps ahead of the game. I love that. I probably write that every day. (laughs) So it's just three things that haven't happened yet, but I'm grateful for them in advance. And the reason that I do that, so and it makes me smile. I call it an active gratitude card because of this. Because I choose in that moment, it is my choice to actively engage in happiness. So I get joyful. I feel this sense of gratitude from the soles of my feet to the crown of my head. I manufacture it. I get jazzed and excited as I'm writing. There's a smile on my face and I'm writing. I am releasing from myself positive energy and it's it's flowing all over me and I put it on that card. And I actually take that card with me everywhere. When I get into my office, I usually tape it to my desk right there or the side of my computer. I leave work. I take it off of the air, throw it in my pocketbook and go on my way. And why do I do this? Because I, like so many of us, know that my day is going to be a full circle. I choose to start it off with gratitude and joy, right? And that's a glimmer for me. The right neck card is a glimmer. It puts me in a space where I feel happy. I feel safe. I feel peace. I feel at ease before my feet hit the ground. But during the course of that day, I'm going to feel overwhelmed. I know I am. I'm going to feel discouraged. I'm going to feel unappreciated. I know I am. I'm going to feel overwhelmed. I got to, I work in healthcare. There are going to be so many things happening at one time. And I want to have a place that I can go to automatically. In the middle of a meeting, I'm feeling like, yeah, I'm disappointing everybody. I'm disappointing myself. I can't do it. I'm overwhelmed. And I look at that card and all of a sudden it's a glimmer. It changes the frequency for me. Even if I don't have time to read it, just seeing it there, I know what it represents. It changes the frequency for me. I take a few deep breaths. I encourage people to take deep breaths all day long. It's a mini vacation. I take a few deep breaths and I'm back. I've changed the channel. Right. So I teach in my practice to do that. Don't wait for you to get in the middle of the storm to start looking for glimmers. We do a smile journal. You know, when I start working with clients, I'll ask them and say, hey, we're gonna do you know, a smile journal. When you're awake, I want you to just jot down you know, the course of the day. And at the end of the day, we're gonna review it. And See what we captured in in that journal, really important. We're doing these practices because we're rewiring our brain, right, to focus on the positive, right? We're rewiring our brain for self-awareness that we are highly tuned into what makes me smile. I catch myself smiling all the time now. I say, yeah, it's a simple practice, but with practice, We can rewire our brain. And I've had clients tell me that they're afraid to do that because they don't think they'll be as sharp. They won't be as tuned in. But when they do give into the practice and say, I'm doing it, they're like, I'm sharper. I'm more tuned in. I am two steps ahead of the game. I'm ready. Another thing I tell clients is limit your exposure to your triggers. If you know that watching the stock exchange all day long or... The local news three times a day leaves you feeling drained and even a little fearful. I'm not saying you need to turn that off altogether. Maybe you want to be aware of what's going on in your environment. I'm saying, do you really need to expose yourself to it three times a day? Are the stories that different? Could you pick one out of three times a day, just once, right? Start being in control of your environment as far as what you are choosing to participate in. Because many times we watch three news segments a day and then we talk about it all day long. Let's choose different conversations. Let's be mindful of the things that we can control. No, we cannot control the amount of crime going on wholesale in our world or the wars that are going on or what's going on with the stock exchange and politics. But we can control how much of that conversation we infuse in our day-to-day lives. So we, we want to take responsibility for what we choose to focus on.
1: And I like what you said about rewiring our brain, because that is something that that is actually well within the realm of what we can do for ourselves, especially considering how our culture has already wired our brain to focus on stress and negativity and the hardships and all the things that threaten our well-being that essentially trigger our fight flight and freeze responses so we really need to actively and intentionally rewire our brains to do the dolphin turn away from the salmon trip upstream against the current of life so to speak
3: yeah. And it's work. It is work. I tell everyone, I said, this is work, but this is your life's work. It is my life's work and I enjoy it. And you're worth it. You are worth it because when people leave your presence, they'll feel that energy, right? I met someone uh, a couple weeks ago and she said to me, you're the most positive person. She said, I just love being in your company. Now, I don't know if I'm the most positive person. I am a person like everybody else. I have my good days and my days, they feel like, oh, maybe you should just not have gotten out of bed today because you're just not bringing the joy. But either way, I'm continuously working on myself. And because of that, here's someone in my presence is saying, I am just sponging off of this. It feels so good. We get to be that for someone else. It's not just all about us. We are impacting our families, our communities. The world at large, if you will, people that we come in contact with come in contact with other people. So we are really doing a great service for ourselves and for those around us when we choose to rewire our focus.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Rewire our behavior, in a Mm -hmm. sense. There's that old saying, we are what we eat. And that goes way beyond just the food we eat, it's everything we consume in our lives, including social media, and the news, and even the people that we engage with. And we have a choice about who and what we engage with. We actually have a choice, and it can be really easy to forget that we have those choices, and that we can literally turn around and make a different choice in each moment.
3: Oh, I love that you're talking about choices, because too often We believe that we don't have a choice because we're too afraid to make a change because we've been this way for so many years and, you know, the people know us this way. What are they going to say? And we've got to stop that. I tell people, this is adulting 101, right? This is adulting 101. If you believe even a little bit that life has something more for you, listen, what this can do for you, is amazing. If you want to increase your income, you want to do this. You want to start you want to rewire your focus. If you want to improve your health, you want to do this. You want to rewire your focus. If you want to improve your relationships, you want to rewire your focus. We're talking in in, in everyday peace, we talk about health, wealth and relationships. This is how you get there. This is how you have an improvement. This is how you have a quantum leap to get into your next level of greatness. And you don't need to buy anything. You don't need to go anywhere. This is a no-be-needed improvement process. What I do encourage people, however, though, is that you want an accountability partner because it's easy to slip back to what you were doing. It's easy. And the best, maybe I'm biased because I'm a life coach, but I tell you what, everybody who is successful in life has a coach. You wouldn't believe this, but Oprah Winfrey has a life coach. LeBron James has won how many championships? He's got a coach. So if you really want to get serious, and I hope that you do because life has so many wonderful joys for you, you would be surprised at what a little bit of change and a little bit of rewiring will produce in your physical world. Get started, get yourself an accountability coach. If it's not a life coach, which I highly recommend, let it be a clergy person or I say this with caution, but it could be a close friend or close relative. However, sometimes the personal relationship can in some degree water down the accountability. So, but if that's what you have to do, start somewhere better to start than not to start. But this process will and can have a wholesale improvement in your life experience if you would get started today.
1: So whether it's a coach or some other kind of relationship, um, it's essentially somebody who models what we most want to be ourselves. Right. And, and they themselves, and here's what I get, you're not looking
3: for somebody who's perfect because you're never going to find it, not in yourself either. And that's okay. We're striving there. We know we'll never get there, but it's a great road to be on. So we're not here to condemn people. We're here to encourage them to greatness. An accountability person for you says, Hey, you know, you start to veer, or I start to veer off the path, right? And they gently nudge us back, say, Hey, these are our goals. This is how we get there just want to remind you, you know, do you see how you're starting to veer? Or you say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See how I'm starting to veer. What do you think you should do to get back on path? Well, right now, the first thing I need to do is get back on my smile journal. Okay, let's start the smile journal back up. Let's connect tomorrow after you've worked on it. And we'll connect tomorrow and see what you have in your smile journal. So these sort of things, somebody who's going to help you get back on the journey. You know, you fall off and you get back up and you get back on because this is so important. This is your life's work. This is really your life's work. It's what I call simple hard. It's a simple thing to do. It's a hard thing to do to stay on track with because there's so many distractions in life. But it's easy to get back on track if you fall yourself slipping off. If you have a good accountability partner, a life coach, a clergy person, or even a close friend or a relative that you trust to nudge you back onto your pathway.
1: And practice, 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 practice. Because in the beginning, Um, It may seem like it's hopeless because you're constantly getting distracted, but after a while, you build the kind of positive momentum in the direction that you're wanting to go in. And so as you get knocked off your feet, as will happen over and over again in our lives, you have within reach the remembrance of, oh, there's that happiness, that joy that I can turn to in any moment, in this moment. And after a while, it, it becomes second nature.
3: Yes, and you said something that's really key. He said, "When you get knocked off your feet, which you will, hear that listening audience, you will. It is to be expected, right? That happens to all of us. So I don't want you to get knocked off your feet and be surprised, like well, Of course you did. We all do. So the expectation. So here is the thing that we're looking for in each and every one of us is: we're not to be surprised when we get knocked off her feet. Right? But here is the magic that only you can wave the magic wand. and Will you get up and try again? Or will you just stay there and say, you know what? I'm just going to miss out on all the good stuff that life has for me. I'm no longer going to do the work of self-awareness and refocusing my life on my glimmers, refocusing my life on my smile journal, refocusing up my life on the things that make me feel calm peaceful, well-adjusted, at ease. I'm not going to do that work because I fell off. We don't want you to be there. We want you to fall off and smile and say, yep, I did. I, I I started focusing on the things that make me unhappy. And guess what? It worked. I got more stuff that make me unhappy. I know I don't want that. So I'm back on the glimmers. I'm back on focusing on the things that, that make me feel well-adjusted, happy, at ease, at, at peace. I'm going to start keeping a smile journal. I'm going to get myself an accountability partner. I'm restarting right now because guess what? Restarting costs me zero. The only thing I'm going to sacrifice by restarting is a life
1: of misery,
3: a life focused on the things that I don't want.
1: Yeah. And today, you know, we've got plenty of that all around us. I mean, we're faced with some major existential challenges, crises, but that doesn't have to be a reason to not find moments of happiness and joy right here, right now, in any moment. In the midst of, of all the insanity or the madness, we can still find joy. We can still find moments because it's really all about this present moment of experience, right?
3: It is. so You, you bring up another great point. The reason that my... Active Gratitude card is focused on the three things that happened yesterday that I'm grateful for and the three things that have not yet happened, my intentions that I'm grateful for, is a created, crafted, curated card that focuses on the past and the future. Why? Because there is a place where our mind loves to go, and that is in the past. It loves to dwell in the past so it can get depressed about something. Either those were the good old days, I'm depressed that they're gone, or those days were so horrible, I'm depressed. You see how I was victimized, how I was used and unappreciated. So the mind loves to stay there. And so since I know that, I prepare that fertile ground for my mind. I said, I know that there are going to be times when you're going to go dip into the past because you can just you know coast. But here, if you're going to go to the past, and I know that you will, I've already told you where you can go. So when my mind starts to drift to the past, I pick up that gratitude card, I flip it over to the three things that I'm grateful for that happened yesterday. And that's as far back in the past that we're going, darling, on these three things that made us happy yesterday. And so- the other place that the mind loves to go by default is the future because it can get really anxious and scared about, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm fearful, I'm fearful, I'm fearful. And pure energy is not the most productive energy, but it is energy just the same. So when my mind starts to go to the future and starts to get into that anxious worry state, I said, I know you're going to go there. I've already prepared fertile ground for you in the future. And here's what we must think about in the future. So when my mind in those two areas I work with it to give it places to go that will help me with glimmers and keep this feeling of safety and general well-being. Now, the most productive state for the mind to be in, however, is the present moment. Why? Because the present moment is the only moment where I actually can change something. For example, I'm sitting now in a room and I'm having this wonderful conversation. And in this present moment, you know, it's getting a little dusk outside, and this room is starting to get a little dark. If I wanted to, in this present moment, I can change that situation and turn the light on. If I was reflecting about this happening yesterday, well, there's nothing I can do about it. I can't make the room light yesterday today. And if I was reflecting about this happening tomorrow, Well, there's nothing I can do about that right now. I can't make this room light today for tomorrow. But right now, in this moment, I have power. If I'm having a situation that is happening within me now that's making me feel anxious or making me feel depressed and down and sad, I can swim like the dolphins at ease. I can go and I can tap into a glimmer. And let me tell you this for those of us who are thinking, that, okay, this is going to be magical. I'm going to tap into this and automatically is going to change. Be gentle and kind with yourself. This is a practice. So the more you do it, the more impact it will have and the faster it will have that impact. Do not quit just because the first couple of times you did it, you didn't feel this sense of overwhelming calm because something is happening behind the scenes. But what you can do in this moment is you can start writing down, like I said, the smile journal. I'll give you something that's an easy thought for me that brings a smile to my face is the sunset or the sunrise, right? So much so that I can picture it in my mind without, it could be midday, noon, and I can still vividly picture in my mind's eye a sunset or a sunrise and have that deep breath, that exhale, that sense of calm all over the body and go right into that activity that was causing so much stress a moment ago and feel more peace and still know that I'm attached to, you know, this is really happening. I'm not denying that it's happening, but I'm able to participate in this moment without having this overwhelming sense of stress and dread.
1: I love all of that, particularly being able to make use of our tendency to go into the past or focus on the future and actually preparing Say, okay, you want to go to the past? Let's go here. You want to go to the future? Let's go here. Instead of letting our past habitual patterns of thinking direct us. Yeah. And then, of course, in the middle of that sandwich is the present.
3: Right. Yeah. The whole where we have
1: all of our, you know, all of our
3: power is right there. And I encourage people The mind, when it starts to do all of this drifting, right? Become more self-aware. We are aware of everything else. We're aware of what our politicians are doing, what our celebrities are doing. You know, we're not as tuned into ourselves, right? So spend that time with yourself. If you can put on your calendar, I encourage people, I I don't care if it's just five minutes a day, will you just sit back and sit down, be quiet? And just thank yourself for showing up. Just be grateful for you. Sit in just five minutes at a timer where you're just going to not criticize yourself. You're just going to be thankful for, hey, I'm just, I'm so thankful that I am who I am. Calm yourself down. And then you'll become more aware of yourself. Eventually you'll sit there and you'll be able to sit for six minutes. Just tuning the world out, tuning into yourself, becoming self-aware, right? Noticing your glimmers is one way to do that. Sitting in the silence is another way to do that. But I encourage this because the more that you do this, the more in tune you become to what your source of power is, right? What puts you in your greatest state of creativity is different for all of us, right? Where that power is, where is it where you do your best? Ah, this is my natural talent. We all have it. We're just not tuned into it. So when I talk about glimmers being a gateway to your next level of greatness, I'm so serious about that. All this is within us. We're just not taught how to tap into the most powerful source within us. It's free. It's absolutely free. And we're walking around with it. If I were to tell you right now that in your backyard, wherever you are, wherever you live, that there was a million dollars buried, you know, Two feet below the dirt, we'd all be there digging for it tonight. I don't care how dark it gets; you'd be there digging for it. That's how valuable this is within you: this self-awareness, this tapping into this peace, this calm, this sense of well-being. That's how valuable, if not more, this is within inside of yourself. And you don't have to go outside with a flashlight digging; you can just sit for a moment in self-awareness.
1: And there's a delicious quality of joy that comes with that when we actually take the time to just be with ourselves and settle settle down into it. And the way you use the term greatness, I think I probably would use the term joy in my life. Like when we're acting in alignment with what's most important to us, then that actually brings us joy. Because like when we're, we're acting in a way that's out of alignment with what's most important to us, then, you know, it just doesn't feel right. And that's like an inner compass. And when you were saying getting to know ourselves, sitting and being still with ourselves and tuning the rest of the world out just so that we can become familiar with ourselves enough, that compass just is like a natural part of ourselves. You've tapped into something that you said, this
3: feeling, right? So let's just take that for a moment because... When we are in tune with our feelings, like those of us, we know when we don't feel happy, right? I, I don't like this situation. I don't feel at ease here. But sometimes we brush that off. And that's important. I'm not saying that we have to follow through on all the feelings, but it's important to acknowledge the feelings and to say, hmm, where is this coming from? Right. And to deal with that, you use the word compass. And that's exactly the word that I use when I talk about feelings. The feelings are a compass. It says, oh, wait a second. What am I feeling in this moment? Ooh, why am I feeling that? Right? And if you can't deal with it right now, maybe you can jot it down, you know, and go back to what was happening when that was happening. What, you know, oh, right? Because the body does not lie. The mind lies all the time, right? And not because it's a big, fat liar, because the mind wants to protect us, right? So the mind can rationalize anything. I'll give you a quick example. I had a client who worked with me and... She was really working on her leadership skills and she really wanted to get this promotion, which she really was qualified for, but had been passed up for a couple of years ago. So we really worked on it and she got the offer for this promotion, huge promotion that she wanted. And because we had been working a lot, she called me one day, she said, you know, I've got it, but I got to tell you, I feel sick to my stomach. That's a key, right? She said, I've been exploring it. Eventually- After some exploration, she decided to turn down the promotion after she'd worked so hard for it, but she realized that it went against what was valuable, what was important to her in that moment in her life. What the job meant was a lot more money, a lot more prestige, a lot more time, a lot more invested, and she had children and a husband, and that really was where her value was. She really wanted to have her home life be a priority. She really wanted to have her weekends be for family. It wouldn't have been with that job and that career. And when she finally came to terms that she had been pursuing something that wasn't really her goal, right? And when she really stopped listening to her mind saying, this is great, this is great, it's great. She started listening to what the signals that her body was saying is that this is not good for who we are. It's not that this is bad. This is a good. This is a good job. This is a good career. This is a great opportunity. But it doesn't match who we are. And can I be okay with being me? Or am I still afraid of that? Do I feel like I have to be somebody else? And I'm going to be happy and joyous in their life. And so, because she was really tuned into her own joy, through going through this process, she surprised herself. But she learned to listen to her body and followed that and she's happy today and she's you know got a great job still she's got a great family and she's got the life that she was looking for which was probably right there all along she just wasn't doing what we're talking about right now her focus was externally focused instead of internally focused when we rewire our focus our life becomes it's like turning the lights on spotlight on we feel warm we feel fuzzy we feel like we are the star in our own play
1: Yeah. And learning to trust that inner guidance. I mean, it can be difficult to turn down a really good opportunity that lights up money and security, but to trust that an even better path will naturally unfold for us.
3: Yeah. And that's a lot, right? We think about You know, most of our life is externally focused. If I get this house, if I get this car, if I get this job, I'm going to be happy. And how many times do we know people who get all that stuff and they're miserable? And then you meet somebody who has one eighth of that and they are like, I love my life. They're like, well, how could you? Right, I'm following my passion. And I'm not saying you got to sell all your possessions and you know, but I'm saying that you got to follow your heart. Trust that it, trust that it knows the way Isn't it bizarre that we believe that somebody outside of ourselves knows the way for us? It's bizarre that we believe that the media, who we've never met, this Wizard of Oz, right, could tell us that their car and their neighborhood and their house is going to make you happy. This is our work. This is our work. And it's worthy work. It is work. And we have to do it. People can help by sharing their experiences. That's what we're doing right now. We're sharing techniques on how to tap in, right? But ultimately, ultimately, you'll have to do this work. And I guarantee you, if you try, just begin, you'll be so, this sense of wonderment and ease and just belonging. I I deal with a lot of clients who said, I've lived my whole life feeling like I don't belong. That's an incredible feeling to go through your whole life. And I'm like, well, where are you when you have this feeling like you don't belong? Like it's everywhere, right? And what I know is that you don't know you. You don't belong. It's you from the inside out, knocking on the walls of your soul, saying, hey, can you get to know me? Can you spend time with me? Okay, please get to know me. And only you and only I, can do the work of getting to know ourselves. Glimmers can help.
1: Yep. When I first saw that word, glimmer, it had this warm, fuzzy kind of feel to it.
3: Yeah, it does. It's a unicorn word for me, if you will. <laughs> you know, it's
1: like, what?
3: <laughs> a glimmer, right? Yeah, a glimmer of hope.
1: Yeah, it's another wonderful tool to have in our toolbox for our lives.
3: Yeah. It's a tool, a wonderful tool. And there's so many tools packed in this toolbox. Oh my goodness. We have so many tools that we do not use, right? We're still using the same tools that bring us the same results. And we're wondering, why don't I have happiness? Why don't I feel fulfilled? Why don't I know myself? We've got to pick up another tool. So I encourage people try glimmers, try a smile journal. Start right now and start noticing, oh, what is it that I smile about today? If you're sitting down and you're watching a sitcom, I don't care what it is, and something happens on that sitcom and you smile, jot it down. That made me smile, right? Get to know yourself.
1: Right. And getting to know what lights us up. And there are so many different glimmers for each of us. And they can exist in places where you would least expect
3: them. Yeah, you're right. Where you would least expect that you'll find these glimmers. You'll find them there. And when you tap into this and this becomes your focus, you know, have you ever been with somebody and no matter what you do, be going to a carnival, to a fair, where people are usually smiling and happy, and this person says, oh, it's too crowded here. Oh, the lines are too long. Oh, the music's too loud, right? And all those things are true. It's crowded. The lines are long and it's loud, right? And you'll be with somebody else and they say, oh my gosh, look how many people turned out in the thrill of being part of this great experience. You know, they're excited. Oh, look at this pizza line. It's so long. This, they must have the best pizza here, right? They're tuned in differently. They're experiencing the same thing, but they're having a different experience. The external events exist but they are having a totally separate and opposite experience because of what frequency they are tuned into. One person sees an opportunity, another person sees an obstacle.
1: Yeah. And even when we're in a really difficult or challenging or even terrifying situation, if we have somebody that we really trust and feel comfortable with, we can hold their hand and that can help us to stay strong and present even in a situation that would normally completely knock us off our feet.
3: Yes. That's why that accountability partner is so important. The people that we choose to have in our life. And now we're not going to be dumping our family members, right? We all got those family members or dumping our friends, people who've been with us our whole life who tend to be a little bit negative, but we're going to engage differently, right? You know, I have a friend, I say, good morning. He says, what's so good about it? And I know he's going to say that. And I just smile and laugh. I said, seeing you made the best part of my day. Right? <laughs> you know, and I know that's going to happen. I'm not going to purge him from my life. He's a wonderful person. However, I'm going to engage differently because guess what? I have made the conscious decision. I have made the conscious decision that my focus is on what brings me joy. What connects me to peace and ease. I'm swimming with the
1: dolphins. Amen. Yep. That's that's the way I try to live my life as much as I can.
3: Right. And we fail all the time, right? Sometimes I catch myself in a conversation. I'm like, oh my
1: goodness. And
3: I'll stop in a conversation. People know me right now. And I'll say, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I lost my way for a minute. Yeah, I, I take all that back. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Happens to all of us. It happens to all of us. And we just have to smile and say, you know, that that's part of the journey too. Like, and I love what you said, you know, if you think you're not going to fall down, then you're not being realistic. We are going to fall down. What we're not going to do is give up.
1: Yeah. Like if you look at a child, they fall down all the time, but they always get up and they're always excited to keep going.
3: Right. And they'll even
1: point out to you. If you ever watch
3: a toddler who's learning to walk, they'll fall down. They'll look around who saw them fall. They'll smile. They'll laugh and they'll grab onto something. You know, that's your accountability partner. Right. You can think of it that way. So they'll grab onto something and they'll stand back up and they'll look around and they'll try it again. And they're okay with the fact that they fell down. Right. Because it's the getting up that's real powerful. It's the getting up that's real powerful and trying it again.
1: That just made me think of how kids are so good at picking even just objects that can support them in that way, like teddy bears or a special blanket or or just something that gives them a sense of belonging and wholeness. Yeah,
3: they are, aren't they? And so they're using their environment to support their goal, right?
1: Yeah, whatever it takes to create glimmers, to light up our life in the moment.
3: That's right. Whatever it takes to create them, whatever it takes to note them, right? Because you can go out and ask yourself a few questions. You know, one of the questions people always ask me is how do you identify glimmers, right? Because you mentioned earlier at the beginning of our conversation, what do I say to clients? And I told you some of the things that I say, but I also do give tools. I tell people, you know, ask yourself, you know, the who, what, when, where, and why. So who's in your life? That when you're around them, they just make you smile, right? That's a glimmer. What are they doing? They just walk in the room and you're like, yeah, it's so good to see you. And you can jot that down because if you can't get to that person right away, you can think about them, right? You know, what are some simple things throughout your day that make you feel accomplished and generate positive, right? I mentioned the little girl with the red shoes and they, and they lit up, made me feel powerful. I don't know what it was, what memory it attached to in my past, but those shoes to this day still make me smile. You know, what are some places? What are some places that are almost magical for you? For me, it's the beach. Any season, standing at the beach makes me feel like I can't even explain it. It's just a sense of wonderment for me when I go to the beach. I am in awe that a place like this exists on a planet that I live on, right? So find those places for you. I don't care if it's a shopping mall, whatever, you know, write it down. Start asking yourself, what do I feel when I'm here? You know, oh my gosh, I love this place, right? A farmer's market. I love a farmer's market. You know, when do I feel the most positive, right? Or, you know, what songs, music, Put me in a positive state, and I want to spend a moment talking about music because I feel like moving our body energetically, and we know that endorphins, you know, are happy hormones that happen when we exercise, and help us to connect more to glimmers, to connect more to peace, to connect more to joy, and open up our creativity. And dancing is a way through that. I don't give you to say, you know, you say, oh, I can't dance. Okay, we'll dance at home in your bedroom by yourself. But pick music that is uplifting, that makes you feel powerful, that ignite you in a positive way. So those are some of the ways that you can help you to identify and find more glimmers. When you decrease that cortisol level in the body by closing down the sympathetic nervous system and letting that part of the nervous system rest and engaging the parasympathetic nervous system as a sense of calm and well-being, you're becoming more creative you're more peaceful, you're more sound self.
1: I love that you brought up movement and music and dance because yeah, that, that's another way. Cause we've been talking about all these, these, these more heady approaches and yet just moving our bodies, just allowing our bodies to flow and get that energy moving in our body.
3: Yeah, yeah. Isn't it amazing? And you mentioned the word tools, right? These are all tools. The body is just a tool. Use it. Use it. You're looking for the healthy coping mechanisms that will cause you to thrive in your current situation, right? Movement is one of those. And if you can't get up and do all the things that you used to be able to do in in your youth, that's okay. Sway side to side. My grandmother taught me this and. Until this conversation, I hadn't thought about it in years, but I used to watch her sometimes sit in a chair, in a stationary chair, not a rocking chair, mind you, and she'd just be rocking her body back and forth. She said, you know, that, that movement just stills the mind, just gives her peace. Try that. If you're not able to get up and do a whole bunch of stuff, just give yourself a little you know, rocking motion and watch that energy swap out for calmness in the body. Let this body that you use it as a tool, let it help you to get to where you want to go. And I would submit to everybody listening today that really we're all, we all want the same thing in life. The means by which we want to obtain it is different, of course, but we all want to get to the end of the day knowing that we are okay, right? We belong. We're safe. Use the body for that. Use the body to generate that feeling of safety and calm and belonging from the inside out.
1: Yeah, it really is that simple. And when you say that, it it almost sounds too simple, but it really is that simple.
3: It is. And I use this phrase, it's simple, hard, right? Because it's a simple thing to do, but it's hard to discipline ourselves because we've been disciplined to just be like the salmon swimming upstream. So if you're listening to this program right now and you're not in the middle of a storm and you're feeling calm, try some of these techniques now and then jot down what feels good. Put it on an index card. Take it with you and start making a practice of doing it. And I've been doing this work for a long time. So it sounds like it's easier. And I still, as I mentioned, slip and have to remind myself. But I do make these things practices. Like the active gratitude card is part of my everyday life. I do it every day. So I used to set a timer that would go off every hour and hour that would remind me to take deep breaths. Another timer would go off to remind me to smile on purpose. Another one would go off, would ask me, how are you feeling? Right, And I would make these part of my day-to-day practices. They went off, it became like exercising that it was on a schedule for me. It wasn't intuitive, right? Doing the practice over and over again made it intuitive. And just about everything we can use for our good, we can, if it shows up in our life, one of the principles that we use in, in everyday peace is that everything that shows up in our life, the wanted and the unwanted has shown up for one reason. And that is for us to consciously use that, being wanted or unwanted to consciously create the life that we want to move to our next level of greatness so something shows up and it doesn't feel good okay we're going to use that we're going to use that moment to drive us to our practice oh so, so this doesn't feel good where's my active gratitude card oh this doesn't feel good let me start doing some deep breathing oh this doesn't feel good let me turn on some music and dance right it's driving us to our practice It's saying, hey, connect, connect, connect. And the more we connect, the quicker we'll connect, you know, the less we'll stay in this moment that is drawing us into more unwanted circumstances.
1: Yep. Bringing glimmers to the triggers.
3: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Bring glimmers to
1: the triggers. I love it. I love it.
3: It's just a reminder hey, I need to be doing my practice. And this is what your accountability coach does for you, your accountability partner does for you. You call your accountability partner and says, hey, guess what? This is going on in my life. And guess what they don't do? They don't participate. They allow you space to express and they gently nudge you back to your practice.
1: Yeah.
3: Now that's what we're here for. That is our work while we're doing our work on ourselves, right? We get people who come into our lives and they need our practice and we don't preach to them. We don't beat them over the head with it, right? We're there, but it's just like having a a middle schooler. I had two, they're now 23 and 20. But when they're in middle school, they come home and they have this horrible day and the world's against them. You sit and you listen, you rub their back and you you guide them through a practice that isn't very deep, but you just start having them connect to the greatest parts of themselves, reminding them that they're safe, that they're loved, that they are accepted. And through that reminding, guess what happens? You're reminding yourself that you're safe, you're loved, you are accepted. You're right where you should be, even with all this craziness happening, because it drew you back to your practice.
1: Yep, that's it. That's it right there. Well, it's been wonderful to talk with you. Oh, this has been wonderful. It's been wonderful talking to you as well. And for people who want to find out more about your work, where can they find you?
3: Oh, thank you for asking. So you can find out about me and follow me at my website, which is drdravonjames.com. And that's Dr. abbreviated Dr. I am on social media under the same name. I'm on XM radio station on the Road Dog Trucking Show as a life coach, first Monday of every month. It's called the Road Dog Trucking Show. So you can find me there. I encourage you, if you're interested in joining my next group coaching session, please connect with me. Leaders in High Heels is the name of the coaching session. And you can connect with me again on my website, drdravonjames.com. And you can find the book, Freedom is Your Birthright on Amazon.
1: So again, thank you so much for being on the show, and be well.
3: You as well.
0: I have crushed a thousand In my search for something real There are great suspension bridges Made like spider webs of steel There are tiny wooden trestles And there are bridges made of stone I have always been a stranger And I've always been alone Lie and I'll find it. Yes, I'll find it if I search until
2: Gracias a la vida que me ha dado tanto, me ha dado el sonido y el abecedario. Con las palabras que pienso y declaro, madre, amigo, hermano, y luz alumbrando la ruta del alma del que estoy ama. Casa tuya, tu calle y tu patio, gracias a la vida que me ha dado tan. su marco cuando miro el fruto del cerebro humano cuando miro al bueno tan lejos del melo, cuando miro al fondo de tus ojos claro El canto de ustedes Que es el mismo